0: lot
1: Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's the April 2016 edition of our monthly open reading. I'm so thrilled to have you listening, uh, tuned in, whether it's live or maybe it's the future and you're listening in the archive. Please, if you could somehow send back the lottery numbers, we'd really appreciate it. All of us would here at Poetry Superhighway Studios. My name is Rick Luford. I'm uh, I'm tired today, but don't you worry about that. This is going to be our best show ever, I'm confident. Um, So call in. Call in and read a poem. Happy National Poetry Month. What a great month to have an open reading uh, for you to call in and read. It's National Poetry Month here in the United States, um, and I'm going to go ahead and use my immense powers of of leader of Poetry Superhighway to to declare that it's National Poetry Month everywhere in the world. So if you're not in the United States, uh, welcome aboard. This is your holiday, too. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Uh, we have no content or style restrictions, and I invite you to call in, share a new poem, share something that uh, you've written this month for National Poetry Month. If you want to call in and read someone else's poem, I suppose you could do that too, a poem that really inspires you. Uh, it also happens to be um, a World Haiku Day, um, and if you uh, you may notice that um, on the Poetry Superhighway, every day this month we've been publishing a poetry writing prompt because many people participate in uh, in Napo Rimo, the uh, daily writing of a poem every day during National Poetry Month, every day during April. Um, and it's a challenge. You uh, you you write a poem every single day. At the end of the month, well, you've got 30 poems. That's how it works. So, a lot of places uh, on the net are publishing a poetry writing prompt every day to help you give give you some inspiration, some ideas of of what to write. Um, in case you you need an idea or an exercise to help get you going, you may not, but maybe you do. So we've been publishing one every single day this month and will continue to do so uh, through April 30th. We've got some great prompts coming up. We've got some great prompts that have already come up. And there's no reason you can't look back at the poetry writing prompts that we've already published and use those uh, at any point in the future. We have no laws in place that require you to uh, only write a poem for that prompt on that day. So what happens when it's, you know... The middle of July, and you're thinking, "Wow, I, I really need a, a poetry exercise." You don't have to wait till April to get one. Um, all of our National Poetry Month writing prompts uh, will be online forever. This is the third or fourth year we've done this, and uh, in fact, not only are all of the poetry writing prompts that we published that that we're publishing this month this year, um, not only are they all online, and we'll and we'll add one every day this month, but all of the writing prompts we've written not we've written, I'm sorry, that we've published the last few years are also online. So uh, you, can, you can surf through um, several years' worth of writing prompts. Where do we get these writing prompts? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, every year in uh, March, we put out a call for Poetry Superhighway aficionados. Our readers are, are involvees. Um, Anyone who wants uh, poets abroad, etc., to submit prompts to us. So the prompts that we, the writing prompts that we publish, are chosen from the submissions we get from our readers. Uh, So we are publishing one, a different one by a different person, every single day this month. And I just just glanced online. We've actually been doing this since 2013. So, uh, uh, in a couple of weeks, there will be four years of writing prompts online for for you to check out. So, there you go. I hope you guys are writing poems. I hope you're involved with poetry uh, this month in in an extra special way. Maybe there's special events or readings happening in your area. Uh, It's poetry month. It's our month, man. Do it. A couple other things I want to mention. Uh, By the way, the number to call in is area code 646716. Seven We're going to get to our callers in just a couple minutes, but of course the purpose of our show is an open reading, so we need you to call in to uh, read openly your poem. Um, Also, a little bit later this month, this isn't a call for submission, so don't get too submitty just right now, but uh, we're coming up on the annual Holocaust Remembrance Day, Yom HaShoah, that's happening later this month, and as we do every year, uh, as we've done for many years, we will be publishing a special Uh, poets of the week issue which will feature poets from around the world responding to the holocaust we've done this every year for quite some time and we will continue to do so so um, I've received a couple of poems already but I've I've sent them back because our official submission window isn't open yet so if you're interested in that special issue uh, watch for our special announcement via email it'll be a very short submission window of just a few days um, and we do it that way on purpose because we, we get really dozens and dozens of submissions, even with that short window, for this special issue. And we, you know, as, if you're a reader of the Poetry Superhighway, you know that we publish two poets online every week. But for this special issue, we really publish a lot more, sometimes 20, 30, 40 different poets, um, all responding to uh, the Holocaust. So uh, because of that, we really need to limit the submission window. um, And we will only accept submissions during this few day period. So if you want to make sure not to miss it, uh, please make sure that you're on our email list. Uh, uh, You can subscribe to it by going to poetrysuperhighway.com. And then in the upper right hand corner of the Poetry Superhighway website, it says subscribe to the weekly PSH newsletter. Enter your email there, click subscribe, and you will for sure get the email notice, call for submissions for that special issue. We'll, of course, post it to our Facebook page as well, uh, though um, you, of course, have to be a member of our Facebook group in order to see that. And um, if you, and it's, it's, you might not notice it because, of course, if you're on Facebook, you know that so much uh, traffic happens that uh, sometimes by the time you get to it, the announcement has scrolled away. So your best bet is to uh, get on our email list to make sure that you. See that call for submission window. Finally, before we get to our callers, I want to mention one other thing. Uh, this month since we last spoke, um, I released a spoken word album, a personal project, something I've been working on for quite some time. It's, uh, I've got a lot of books out, of course, uh, but I get, I've always gotten the feedback from people when they read my books that they can hear the poems in my voice. They hear them as if I am reading them. And so – and, you know, and I always have such a good time uh, when I get to go to readings and, and participate in open mics and and that kind of thing. <clears throat> so I decided, you know, I'm going to try to capitalize on, on the spoken word aspect of my poetry and release – produce and release a spoken word album. So it's 23 tracks. Uh, Fifteen of them are studio tracks, uh, so tracks that, uh, like I – Play here on the half-hour mark of our show sometimes, tracks mixed with music, um, some production value to them, me reading poems. A lot of these poems are from my my most recent book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, which is uh, out on Rothko Press even now as we speak. Um, And then there's also um, a whole bunch of live tracks, uh, tracks that were recorded at various readings that I was able to participate in where uh, you hear the audience there uh, reacting as they should. Um, And it's kind of cool. It's it's called Rick Lupert Live and Dead, uh, live referring to the live tracks and dead referring to the studio tracks. I guess that's not too accurate now that I think about it because I was alive when I recorded them. And as far as I know, all the evidence points to the fact that I'm still alive. So check it out. You can go to my website um, and it's the top item right there. If you click on it, you can you can hear samples from all of the tracks, and then you can get your own copy. It's available digitally. You can uh, you can you can buy a copy. I think it's ten bucks digitally, and you can get the whole thing at once immediately as a download through CD Baby, or you can um, order the physical CD. The CDs are fifteen bucks, and uh, I will personally mail it to you. Um, so it's professionally produced. It's, um, it's cool. And it just, you know, I, I guess all of us poets who produce albums and, and books, even if it's a, a chapbook, you know, it's uh, no one's getting rich off doing this. Um, and so I, I can't tell you how much it means to us uh, independent artists when one person buys our thing you know one person buys our book one person downloads our cd it's like we've succeeded when that happens so if you if you like my work at all it would it would really be a huge support and uh, to me and it would mean so much to me if you if you thought to uh, if you were able to purchase it you can buy the individual tracks too but they're they're 99 cents each um and well there's 23 of them on there so you know you add that all up that's like $23 minus 23 cents which i guess is 20 is that right? I I need a mathematician to call in and help me out with that one. Uh, But that's obviously much more expensive than buying the digital album for ten bucks or even the C D with shipping. So <clears throat> there you go. All right. Well anyway, thanks for considering that. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to play a, a full track from the <clears throat> from the from the recording, just to give you a sample of what's on it. In the meantime, please call in. I'd love to love to hear from you. Our number is six four six seven one six seven. Three six two. It's an open reading. We invite you to call in. Let us know what you've got going on for Poetry Month. Read a poem and let us know what's going on in your poetry world. Ladies and gentlemen, our first caller is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello,
2: Rick Michael from Birmingham. Hey, Michael.
1: How if are I'm you?
2: Not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm uh, all jazzed up. It's been a wonderful National Poetry Month. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't call. I didn't get in the last couple of months, but that's because it's, that's absolutely wonderful because I'm always calling, so I'm sure people get tired of hearing him and they gave other people the chance. Uh, let me ask you why it's on top of my head because I, I forget about things I'm, and I get get to cross-referencing, which is a joy, but I sometimes forget to say things that I need to say. Uh, what year is this for the uh, program now? Is this 10-year anniversary?
1: Of Poetry Superhighway Live?
2: Yeah, this is this- the broadcast.
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'd have to, um, give give me a second here and I'll, I'll look it up. I don't think it's quite 10 years that we've been doing the show. while
2: you're doing doing that, should I continue talking?
1: Um, well, yeah, I can tell you, um, that the, the, the Poetry Superhighway website has been up since 1997. And I just, I just glanced, actually, it came up pretty quickly. The first broadcast of Poetry Superhighway Live was in July of 2000. Seven. So I guess we're we're coming up on nine years um in a couple of months and it'll be ten years next year. Does that sound right? Am I doing the math on so that right?
2: Ninety seven for the website and uh oh uh, and um ninety seven for the website and did you say oh seven for the broadcast? Yeah. Oh seven? I thought it was longer than that. But anyway, that's actually kind of strategic because you've got you got you got uh, increments of ten there. It's like the website was ten years old when the uh broadcast began and so they'll celebrate anniversaries wanna be uh ten and wanna be twenty.
1: Wow. I um I
2: like that. I like the way that falls. It's a nice and deputy. They just said July was the first broadcast for the uh for the uh, live, and what was the? Uh,
1: is there a month you can attach to the nineteen ninety seven? Yeah, I can. Um, let me just look on the website okay, that right would now. A,
2: that'd be a wonderful. That'd be a wonderful coincidence, poetic coincidence. If this also July.
1: It's not July. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's uh, It's it's. It was the end of January. Right? We published our first poet of the week on January twenty seventh. 1997. Okay, well that's still, that's still and, um, right, that's hey, let you me finish here. Uh, Michael, okay, uh, okay. It, it's uh, so, um, and just since you asked about it, it might be interesting for people to know those first three weeks, um, we published one poet as Poet of the Week. The first week in 90, in '97, it was Alex Papanikolopoulos, the second week, it was R. Eric Ott, who's a spoken word poet who goes by the, uh, The name Big Papa E. And the third week, it was Lawrence Schultz. And then every week since then, starting in February of 97, uh, up till this week uh, and continuing on ad infinitum, we have published two poets every week. I realized pretty quickly in 97 that uh, I was getting so many submissions in uh, for for poets to publish that it would be easy to publish two a week and and I'd get a lot more people published and um and we you know and we we wouldn't have to stick to just one. So, wow, thanks for uh, forcing me to to check out the uh... oh, the other cool thing uh, Michael and I don't know I don't know how often you visit the poet's probably website, but every single person who's been published as poet of the week is actually still online. Like you can go back if you click on under the poetry menu. Um, A little menu that says Past Poets Archive shows up and then every single year there's another menu and you can go by year and read every single poet since 1997 that we published.
2: You're talking archive and that has to be very on time because uh, what I like about National Poetry Month, the centerpiece, National Poetry Month orbits around National Library Week and the libraries or the those are the initial archives that's what's so wonderful about cyber is you can archive this uh, lots and lots and have. well right like last week, I was at the library and, and I told somebody all the things I did today back in the day, I couldn't have gotten a fraction of that um, because I' had gotten up and go find the book and look it up in the book. Oh, it's just incredible, oh, it's just incredible it's just okay but that's that's for archiving, which you know in libraries um in my city because uh, you want to know about things, and I found this very exciting. I did not find out about it until April 1st, and if I had not found out about and I found out about it through the library. I went to a Bars and Brutes, uh library uh, monthly, and the focus was Shakespeare, but this birthday is coming up. It's the 23rd or 24th, I think 23rd, so that's coming up. Uh, we're coming up on that. That's the date that's kind of agreed upon. Um But I went to that, and uh, there was a brochure with uh, announcing the NEA, National Darmament of the Arts. They are the incentive for what's called the Beak Read, and the Beak Read happens around uh, the country. You can go to the website and fill up a map. In fact, I'll try to to minimize this so I can get to what I want to read today, something haiku, and make an announcement. Uh, But NEA and the, the spearhead in my community, Birmingham, Alabama, is my alumni college, also my father's alumni, Birmingham Southern College. They're the spearhead for uh, it. And I'm assuming they chose Emily Dickinson as the focus, as the read, and uh, because she's a poet in this National Poetry Month. So there have been a lot of talks, workshops. Even have you ever heard of an artist named Leslie Deal? No. She has visual. Visible Interpretations of Emily Dickinson. You can also look that up on site. She had an exhibit come to the college, Birmingham Southern College, uh, Durban Art Gallery. She brought her uh, work there, and she did a two-day workshop, silk screening, and uh, got a T-shirt from it that has uh, one of the images that she pulled from one of her panels. It's the one that says poet, and there's a torso, and it, it looks like it's tattooed. And it looks like, it makes you think of tattoo art and, 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 and henna art. And then the very center is that uh, image um, of Emily Dickinson, right there in the center of the heart, the chest. Okay, so that's just been a wonderful, but if I had not known about, gone that night and found out about it, and I found out later that all this had happened I missed it, then I might have gone into a depression. Because, you know, I'm not a scholar on Emily Dickinson, but I'm always referencing her, and I always hear her. And I just certain, certain forms that she's written, it's like, you know, she's a true poet. I understand her as though she lived in my neighborhood, in my life today, even though she lived a 100, 100 years before me. Okay, so um, I've written a lot of some little haikus about her. But I know i have probably taken up a lot of time. You probably got callers There's National Poetry Month. You probably want to get a lot in. I just want to say that uh, going back to the library, this is the third year that they sponsored uh, in conjunction with the Haiku Society, um, but the Birmingham Public Library was a spearhead uh, behind it. And um, this is the third annual Haiku competition. I placed second last year and I placed second this year. Uh, you can... Uh, go to the Birmingham Public Library blog. Uh, they put the announcement up on March 21st, and obviously, that people if they're interested, they'll know how to find it through the doing uh, an engine, uh, engine search. But I'll read that winning haiku, second place, red ribbon, and then I'll go ahead and free the phone up uh, so somebody else can get to the mic. Slowing Niagara Falls down to a freeze frame. Slowing the falls down to a freeze frame.
1: Thanks, Michael. That's a nice one. Uh you know, I, I guess I just heard they're 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 actually going to turn Niagara Falls off soon for a little while to uh do I've I i, I do not know, repairs or something. I <coughs> did they that's it's something they actually have the uh the ability to do, to uh, turn off the water and 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 do work when when it's necessary. Um, which is kind of wild to think about because you, you always think of Niagara Falls as a as a, an amazing natural world wonder. Um, I don't know if you've had the chance to go there, but it's pretty spectacular. But that, Oh, that, I, that I, you- I
2: have been there. In fact, I asked myself the question, if I had not been there, would this ever occur to me? And I know my parents have been there. And, of course, I've <laughs> seen the pictures um, it's in the movies, in their Marilyn Monroe movie, which is that Niagara. But anyway, I'm getting long-winded. And, you know, a haiku is not long-winded. And you've got other callers waiting. It's been a great joy being part of the National Poetry Month. Oh, you mentioned National Poetry Month. Well, if there's International Haiku Poetry Day, International Haiku Poetry, hopefully in the future they'll expand and it will become global and be International Haiku Month.
1: Cool. Well, you should – you know, I mentioned we're publishing a writing prompt every – Week every day for for National Poetry Month, and and of course you you probably know this already. We we actually published yours today in honor of International Haiku Day. Yeah, I, and I, I, I thank so.
2: you. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. And if anyone wants more than what's there, go to the Haiku Foundation. They're doing a rolling haiku, and people are just having a good time with it. And man, you'll just learn a whole lot by listening to them. I I think I've spun off about uh, and since in the course of the day, I know I've spun off about maybe. Uh, ten brand new ones that just kind of happened because I was in the flow with them. It's almost like it's almost like a tongue that a poet develops, you know, uh, a, a language, and it's just it's just a joy. Okay, you got other callers waiting. It's been I'm glad I got in today. First callers, I to launch it, and now I'll launch it. and Now I'll pass it on, I'll pass the torch on to the next poet.
1: Cool. Well, Michael, thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.
2: Good. Talk to you later.
1: Bye. So, uh, Michael calling from Birmingham Alabama uh, uh telling us telling us all how it is uh uh, uh he always reads uh, a a short poem typically that's his style that's his uh, modus operandi um and I'm glad you called in early uh, Michael because as I mentioned as I mentioned in the past on our shows uh sometimes when we have a lot of callers if people choose to call in Towards the end, uh, we run out of time and we don't get to everyone. That's happened a couple of times. So, right now, we got uh, open lines up the yin yang. <clears throat> so, um, do call in. And uh, uh, the number is 646 716 7362. I'd love to hear, we'd love to hear your poem for National Poetry Month. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Michael Michael's uh, haiku inspired writing prompt is what we published today as our writing prompt of the day because today, April 17th, is International Haiku Day. Um, smack dab in the middle of <coughs> poetry month. So there you go. Um, you can check it out uh, at our website um, at PoetrySuperHighway.com right in the upper right-hand corner. It says today's writing prompt. It's kind of an easy way to find the prompt. If you want to find the prompt um, the prompt later in the year or the previous ones, if you go under the special projects menu, um, there's four items there. Um, the last one is a poetry writing prompt a day. That stays there all year, and then it, it, you can expand that and you'll see all four years that we've done this Thir- 2013, 2014, 2015, and this year, 2016. And you can again see all of the writing prompts that we've published um, in past years, and all the ones that we are publishing this year will remain online so all right call in folks we want to hear what you have to say we Want to hear your poem you got a you got a new project you want to want to tell us about maybe you released a new book maybe you do an online show maybe you've got a, uh, um, a a a website that you run maybe in your town there's a reading that you go to that you want to tell us about you never know when someone else is in your town who might uh you know might not know about what you're doing and and you get to talk about it and then suddenly they'll show up because they heard it on the show. So give us a call uh most importantly to read a poem 646-716-7362. Looks like there is a uh another hold on a second here waiting for there it is. nope gone. Okay. Um okay. Again, call in 646-716-7362. As I mentioned, um, I published a uh, this month um, a brand new spoken word CD um, called Rick Lupert Live and Dead. I played the track News of a Strange Thing <clears throat> from it last month, um, which was a poem for my friend Brendan Constantine. Brendan has a new book out, by the way. It's called Dementia, My Darling, out on Red Hen Press. It's really Awesome, I'm about halfway through it. Um, just kind of savoring it because the guy doesn't put out a new book every day, you know, so um, I'm kind of reading a couple poems a day, just making my way through it. really excited about it. it's um, it's really extraordinary uh, extraordinarily well- crafted poetry. Um, it's funny, it's heartbreaking um, and you should check it out. Um, it's called Dementia, My Darling. Um, it is the uh, it's actually the featured Selection uh, in the Poetry Super bookstore just went up yesterday, so uh, we change out the featured book every every other week, so it'll be up there for two weeks. If you go to our website, you'll see a big picture of the cover on the right-hand corner. You can click on it um, and uh, and check it out for yourself. Um, so there you go. That's a new book by my friend Brendan. Um, kind of got off track there. That's a, I mentioned that because the poem that I played last month, the spoken word track that I played last month on Poetry Super Highway. Live was the, was the poem, News of a Strange Thing, which is a, um, a poem for my friend Brendan. Um, that one is in my book, Making Love to the 50-foot Woman, as is this next one I'm going to play for you, which is called On My Eventual Death. Uh, this is uh, the last studio track on the just-released Spoken Word album, Rick Lupert, Live and Dead. Check it out. my eventual death one scientists say our sun will burn out in three billion years all life on earth that ever was gone with this in mind it is my policy to not make long term plans or worry too much about my legacy two I read about a couple that had their beloved dog cloned. Addie asks if I want to clone my beloved Tigger. I tell her, yes, because she would love him as a kitten, and so he could be with us forever. I tell her it costs $180,000, and she screams, ...doesn't listen to another word I say. I tell her, I heard the price is going down. But she doesn't hear me. Is still screaming. Three. Knowing my family's history of heart failure... ...I ask Addie... ...if I die young... ...and you remarry... ...which I would totally understand... Would you agree to be buried next to me? I hope you have a happy life with the new guy, but I couldn't imagine spending eternity under the ground without you. Addie is, of course, horrified, but she agrees, which comforts me. 4. Jude, my son. Holds his fist in the air Like fight the power As the milk goes into his mouth Ah Jude, my son My little black panther You will outlive us all Well there you have it folks that's my poem On My Eventual Death it it closes out the live I'm sorry the studio track section of my now available album Rupert Live and Dead you can check it out on my website Uh, you can get it digitally you can get it a physical CD Um, you can hear clips from all 23 tracks on it on my website as well I hope you'll check it out I hope you enjoyed that that poem That actual track first appeared um, in the Indie Feed podcast during um, their swan song period. Indie Feed was a a, a periodic podcast of spoken word um, artists and poems that went on for many years, uh, run by uh, Wes Mongo Jolly. Um, Every few days, he would publish a spoken word track submitted by folks. Um, and he would talk about it, and, and you'd really get to know a little bit about the artist and hear uh, Wes's, uh, Mongo's assessment of it. So I was lucky enough to have that track appear um, uh, during the, uh, the final days of, of, the, of the Indie Feed podcast. Um, so you can also look that up and, and hear what Mongo had to say about it. Um, I'm really honored to have that there. And, of course, uh, it's on my spoken word CD, as I just mentioned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Looks like I've got a blocked number caller on the air. Nope, they went away. Man, blocked numbers. Can't trust them. All right, so I've got open lines. Um, It's a a full on open reading, folks, so um, uh, don't hesitate. Call in area code 646 716 7362. Making love to the 50 foot woman. Foreplay takes a week you have to buy a ladder when she says just a little to the left you have to get there by car you can have her in two different neighborhoods at once mood music an orchestra her bed a forest protection let's just say you can get lost in the options when she finishes it makes the news items fall off shelves bridges collapse when you finish she doesn't notice with a woman so large feeling inadequate is normal but she is sweet makes you comfortable looks down at you with her eyes like two Hubble telescopes, says to you with open arms and legs, Don't worry, sweetie. You're just the right size.
3: You're wrong if you think sending pistol-whipping bullies heat is right. It's not, we're hot. Our pussy whips can slip past jailbird bars. You think your bully pulpits can put down bird song? You're wrong. Our hymns resound, reverberate from chapel walls, redress what's wrong. You want a riot for real heads to roll? Real red in squares. We didn't chop yours. All we did was sing out what we thought. Peel back your masks. You thought cops are the ones that should be in the jail. Stop all this childish rant and rail against such frail girl power. You want a riot? You'll get one for sure. On larger stage, the world already stands outraged at petty politics, corruption, and the stink of war. Put Putin in the stocks to mock. Or would you rather have gulags to freeze out art and beauty in pretense of safety? Come on! Come out, come sing aloud. Keep counsel and the flag of free speech flying in the face of outlandish other worlds of shame, dishonesty, and hate. A
1: couple more uh, spoken word tracks. For you, first was uh, my another poem from my album, uh, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. That was the track Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. Um, so that's on there um, as well. And then I followed it up with the poem Pussy Riot by Maggie Westland, who's been a uh, ongoing participant in, in Poetry Superhighway stuff. She was a judge of one of our recent contests. Um, and that's a spoken word track that she sent to me. I invite you to send spoken word tracks in addition to call in, uh Just email me an MP3 to rick at rick@poetrysuperhighway.com. We try to play at least one spoken word track um, during our show, and um, of course can't do it if you don't send it to me. So we're we're looking for tracks which <clears throat> mix, uh, which which isn't necessarily just a straight reading, but something that is produced a little bit with music or maybe a live recording in front of an audience or something like that. Um, so send it to me, and we'll we'll consider playing it. And, of course, you can always just call in and read. The number to do that is area code 646-716-7362. We've got about 25 minutes left in the show, so plenty of time for you to, to get in and share a poem. Our next caller is from the 406 area code. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Who's this?
4: This is Victor
1: Hey Victor Where are you calling from?
4: Calling from Montana
1: Montana
4: Yeah Western Montana Up in the mountains It's kind of funny You live up in the mountains But you live down in the valley So
1: Is that how low the, Oh I live in the valley In other words Or 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 the mountains uh, That you live in Are in a valley Is that what you're saying?
4: Yeah Right You you live in the mountains But you're not actually Up in the mountains You're I'm below below the plains east of here, you know. So But I have a poem for you.
1: Great, let's hear it.
4: Alright, it's called F-N-Ironic. Listening to the rain, cascade louder than fish tank or sunshine hides my smile. But I have to wonder what great adventure is hiding in my smile that looks like resting dick face. I do not see myself with my eyes and often mirrors are not like the comfort of rain. The rain soothes boredom. My mirror, it spikes my brain. It says, this is you, but ignores my chores, my family, and my dreams. It ignores me and all 6,500 Pennsylvanian bones of me in my foot alone, and to wit, doesn't see my foot at all. The rain touches everything. The rain makes stream, river, and lake, and does not judge those that drink from its edge. And with its thousand knives carves the world into a thousand years. But a mirror it just sits there and tells me I'm ugly as a perfectly useless work of space.
1: Nice poem, Victor. Well, thank you. Um, so what do you is there a, do you live in a in a town in Montana? Is it or, uh, you know, do you, are there other poets that you can interact with, poetry readings or anything like that? There are some. I mean, there's some open mics and
4: stuff around in in Idaho, and uh, but not a whole. There's not a whole scene right here, no. You know, there's not not even a really writers guilds. And in point of fact, I used to go to a writers guild in a nearby town, and uh, <laughs> they'd have prizes for writing contests, and they'd be like, "Well, we'll only give half of what a poet earns," and then like. For the regular literary people will we'll give the full prize. So
1: it's <laughs> odd like that. It's kind of
4: denigrated a little
1: bit. Well, that's a, that's cool. I mean, if it, if you've got like even one opportunity um near where you live to to interact with other people, you know, that's better than, than no opportunities at all, you know. So you you live near the Idaho border or it's accessible enough to you to head to Idaho to go to some
4: yeah right, yeah.
1: Cool. And do but you it's have an?
4: Out there, you know. And... Yeah. yeah and it's sure.
1: quiet. That's. But better, I got that's a better.
4: blog I wanted to tell you all about.
1: Yeah, tell us about it.
4: It's called Anvil Heat, and the bending of the flexible, and uh, it's on AnvilHeat.blogspot.com.
1: Anvil A.
4: Post- yeah.
1: Cool. A-N- Go
4: ahead, I'm sorry <clears throat> And I've been posting to that um Facebook page of yours. That's really cool. I like that fan page of yours.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a group. It's a Facebook group. Anyone can join and, and post stuff. Um so cool. I'm I'm so glad you're you're finding ways to participate. I guess, you know, um, if you live in a place where there isn't so much going on you you can only just be thankful that the internet exists and gives you a you know a a platform to interact sure. with other people and share poetry and yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah For, to be sure cool well victor um uh anything else you want to mention uh that you got going on before I let you go
4: uh no i I haven't published the book in quite a while, and I haven't really planned on it yet. But um, just really good to hear your voice on the internet, and been a long time follower. I've probably followed you since 2007, and you're doing a really good job. Wow! So thank you.
1: Thank you. That's uh, I'm I'm humbled. You just you just made my my hair fall off uh, uh, of humility.
4: <laughs> you're gonna live. <laughs>
1: Cool. Well, Victor from Montana, thank you so much for calling in, and I hope you do so again. I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Victor from uh, Montana. Yeah, I've seen uh, Victor posting some stuff in in the Super Highway Facebook group. That's a that's a cool way that uh, every day, 24 hours a day, you can you can interact with other poets. Um, uh, uh, we, you know, the only the only guideline is that we ask that you only post a maximum of a new post, a maximum of a once per twenty four hour periods um, we just kind of want to prevent the you know there's kind of like a whole thing on on poetry groups where where someone will come up with something new they want to post and they'll kind of rapidly go through and post it to twenty or thirty you know Facebook groups, just trying to get everyone possible to see it and I guess that's cool um it's just that you're not really meaningfully participating. In those groups, if you, if you do that, um, if you just kind of post your poem and then take off and go to the next place. So, so we're pretty uh, um, specific about what we want in the Poach Superhighway Group. We ask that people only post a maximum of once per 24 hour period um, uh, so we don't have like so many drive by postings, it just sort of forces you to be more conscious about your involvement in Poach Superhighway Group. But of course, um, uh, with that in mind, there's two other pieces to that. One is that we don't have any restrictions as long as it's poetry related. You can post a poem. You could post a link to a website. You can post a poetry video. You can post a, a writing prompt, um, a contest announcement, anything in, in the wide world of poetry. Feel free to post. It's, uh, it's wide open what we have there. And then, of course, what we really want is you to interact with other people. So um, there's no restriction at all in terms of commenting on other people's posts so like you can comment all day long on other people's posts um the only restriction again is just initiating a new post maximum of ones per day so check it out um if you if the if you go to facebook type in poetry superhighway it'll come up really quickly or if, or if you're on the poetry superhighway website you can just click on the facebook uh, uh icon up near the top and you'll you'll get right there join in and you're good to go it's a way you can interact with other poets and Every single day, um, through uh, through poach superhighway auspices, all right, ladies
0: at the jazz club, he comes on a ghost. Remember, we were here once. Love was a new cut of meat, the sweat of fresh blood. Into each other's eyes falling, a closeness of breath, a toast, two glasses, reflection, his knee courting mine. And I thought wrong, thought maybe. Flesh time, widowed sheets, a memory of a half-fleshed toilet. The smell of him lingers just at the edge of my nose. Oppressed carnation stains the paper of our lives. Pages. To lock away in a chest of disquiet. Where are they all now? The ones who listened, so rapt to our rhetoric. The spirits that mirrored my enthusiasm, lust for adventure. The window that promised escape in case the smoke became too thick. A prayer catches me unaware. Religiosity is something other than dogma. The stink of our love losing potence between applications of pine saw, And I'm burning for him bacon on a hot, greasy grill. The singer sets a mood. What more can we do? We cemented in bond of flesh, eager to get there. Never tiring of the ritual, detergent and bleach. The sun-burning kisses on the tips of my fingers pressed against safety glass. Sometimes his touch comes through with the urgency of a dying race, my heart beneath his shoe. We whispered overthrows, speculated on the Egyptian book of the dead, soul train and liberation. Whatever happened to the brown-eyed me A many-skirted wound weeping soft red candlelight. She reappears occasionally between motel doors. Takes her lover's wallet while he sleeps and steals away.
5: This is Brendan Constantine reading his poem, The Needs of the Many. On the days when we wept, and they were many, we, we did, did it over the sounds of the television, or radio, poem, or the many engines of, of the, the sky. sky. It was rarely so quiet On the days when we, we wept, wept, our sadness, and they were many, the smallness we did of it, it over the is merely the, the sound of wind or radio, and water, between or the many engines of the, the sky.
1: This it's many really afternoons, afternoon we
5: left we the house, judging our, our head and drove to the cafe of or the movie the hospital where we and where we the many the many reading the we left still days when it refused to rain, cafe it's a so over the of the, rain 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 the many, or the when it was we just just work work the masses struggle to balance many the, really world. World. the South for the very and sound the time and the we use Many times, I do the same The they sound, the Indeed, day one and we we forget we're we 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 not. We the, we the, we 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 the sound, the are to many the this umbrella, we go in go data, to the This is Brendan Constantine. This is Brendan Constantine. This is Brendan Constantine. And they were many.
1: That was my remix of Brendan Constantine's poem, The Needs of the Many. That poem appears in his brand-new book called Dementia, My Darling, out on Red Hen Press now available. Wherever fine books are sold, I ordered it on Amazon and got it the same day. It just They just were so excited about bringing it to me. It showed up the day I ordered it. Um, so check it out. Really stellar book. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, that followed a poem from Wanda Coleman, uh, who passed away a couple of years ago, her poem, At the Jazz Club. Uh, Feel free to call in. We've got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, The number to call in is 646-716-7362. I'd love to hear your poem here during National Poetry Month. In the meantime, here's a poem from Philip Levine.
6: The Mercy. The ship that took my mother to Ellis Island 83 years ago was named The Mercy. She remembers trying to eat a banana without first peeling it, and seeing her first orange in the hands of a young Scot, a seaman who gave her a bite and wiped her mouth for her with a red bandana and taught her the word, orange, saying it patiently over and over. A long autumn voyage, the days darkening with the black waters calming as night came on, then nothing as far as her eyes could see, in space without limit, rushing off to the corners of creation. She prayed in Russian and Yiddish to find her family in New York. Prayers unheard of or misunderstood or perhaps ignored by all the powers that swept the waves of darkness before she woke, that kept the mercy afloat while smallpox raged among the passengers and crew until the dead were buried at sea with strange prayers in a tongue she could not fathom. The Mercy I read on the yellowing pages of a book I located in a windowless room of the library on 42nd Street, sat 31 days offshore in quarantine, before the passengers disembarked. There a story ends. Other ships arrive. Tancred out of Glasgow. The Neptune, registered as Danish. Umberto IV. The list goes on for pages. November gives way to winter. The sea pounds this alien shore. Italian miners from Piemonte dig under towns in western Pennsylvania only to rediscover the same nightmare they left at home. A nine-year-old girl travels all night by train with one suitcase and an orange. She learns that mercy is something you can eat again and again while the juice spills over your chin. You can wipe it away with the back of your hands and you can never get enough.
7: Baby, you were so out of control, falling out of your dance dress under a narcotic evening moon. You thought you still had it together. You screamed terror. I thought your heart would tear open right there. So loudly you roared, I don't care. And at that moment, I saw the switch to your wits shut down its current. That's right, you didn't care. You didn't worry about the confusion of uppers or downers. You didn't lose sleep over thoughts of dehydration, impending starvation. So quickly, like a sponge out of water, your in-style body became dried flesh. Now you sprawl on cigarette butts and dry chewing gum, Stiletto heels awkwardly sidestep your skeletal frame. You've doubled your pleasure right onto the streets. Counting days backwards, your lights dim. Your eyes are two hollow storerooms, insulation as thick as the buildings around you. Electrical conductors inert, sparks incomplete, flashing recall. Champagne flutes, pills by the handful, cocaine lines jump-cutting to crack pipes, and the sad faces of former friends, caretakers held hostage too long by your rune. Ten Sunday mornings later, corner of Coenga and Vine, newspaperman hawking headlines. Drooped across cement lines, your dancewear smudged and greasy, pantyhose shredded, caked in homeless grime, heels busted. Corroding like the handle of your rusted vanity mirror, you clutch a styrofoam cup full of coins from Samaritans walking towards their redemption. Church bells thump in the distance.
1: Couple more spoken word tracks for you. Uh, we started with uh, a poem from a former poet laureate and recently departed from the earth uh, poet Philip Levine, his poem The Mercy, and then another uh, track, a live track recorded at Beyond Baroque from very much still alive poet Jerry Garcia. That was his poem Insolation. Um, <clears throat> Thanks so much, uh, uh, Jerry, for sending us those tracks a while back. I like to dip into them every now and then. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 951 area code. Hello.
8: Hi, this is uh, Steve Braffrick, and I just called in. I'm new to the format. Um, If appropriate, I'd love to share a poem.
1: That's exactly the purpose of our show, Steve. Nice to meet you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Rick, thank you,
8: Rick, and thanks for the forum. The, uh, the poem is, uh, the title of the poem is Nobody Knows. The writer is Marcia DeLeo, the title of the book, Antidote for Night. I'm new to her work, deeply moved by it. She hails from Southern California. And her poems speak of that experience and her growing up in some of the rougher, more tumbly neighborhoods in Southern California. And teaching students English, this, this particular poem, uh, is, uh, is to one of her students. So I'll
1: just dive in. Let's right hear it, in. Steve. We've only got a few minutes left, so I want to make sure to fit it in. So get right into it, okay?
8: I'll, I'll, I'll go right there. The poem is Nobody Knows. We had to imagine you even then, Ramon, your star, lost. A glimpse to die for, all the kids galloping to West Side Park where your gang was supposed to meet in open warfare. Those bitter skinny boys from Tunerville, well armed, Lupe said. And when we got there, Nothing. No armies, no chucos with long tails and zip guns. Just the grass, stunned look, as though it never really wanted all that light. City grass doesn't want much of anything. It's not out there trembling with desire. Minds its own business, leeching slowly upward from busted pipes. And now, nobody knows what you really wanted, Ramon, when the needle spun true north, or why that final rush of light, flat stare of lawn as you staggered by, seared your throat shut. Tonight, I'm getting to the smallest place I know, dusk. Coming on slow, the moon half full of shade. So still it almost doesn't want to move. Whispers of praise to particles of blue. Same moon you knew with its white mind watching. Same moon you walked beneath and were gone.
1: Steve, that's great. Uh, Marsha Marsha della O um, is is indeed a Southern California poet, and her book Antidote for Night is um, is 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 awesome. I've had the chance to see her read a number of times. She actually came wow. to read for my the series I hosted at the Cobalt Cafe in Southern California mm-hmm. until that venue closed about a year ago. Um, just an amazing, wonderful noir poet who definitely comes from a Southern California sensibility when she reads. And I think it's awesome that um, that, uh, that you chose to read a poem of hers because, uh, uh, of course, part of uh, being a poet is not just uh, being immersed in your own work. It's expanding your, your sensibility by reading and, and being involved with other people's work as well. So thank you for doing that.
8: Thank you for the opportunity,
1: Rick. Where are you calling from?
8: Calling from Palm Springs, California, I bounce between Palm Springs and the Santa Barbara area, Mm. and I'm new to poetry and just getting to know the scene.
1: Well, I know you know you've been very active um, in the Poetry Superhighway group, and and it's been it's been great to have you there. And I'm excited that you decided to call in, and 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 always very excited that uh, that new people are, are are coming to poetry and and just being brave enough to participate in in the ways that are available. Yeah. So so thanks again for calling in. I'd love to talk with you more, but I've got thirty seconds left, and I got to close out the show.
8: Understood. Thank you. Richard.
1: All right, thank you. That was um, Steve calling from uh, Palm Springs, California. Currently, though, if we calls in next time, it might be from Santa Barbara. Thanks, thanks everyone, for calling in. Uh, thanks to Michael from Birmingham, Victor from Montana, and Steve from, from Palm Springs. Uh, thanks to all the folks who sent in the spoken word tracks that we played this month. Our next show is going to be Sunday, May 15th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time for an hour. Plan on calling in. Um, uh, look for our special call for submissions for uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day coming up soon via email, and please don't send your work until we, we send that out. Uh, my name is Rick Lupert. I'm thrilled to, to have you with me this month. Uh, please check us out on the web at PoetrySuperHighway.com, and have a great rest of your Poetry Month, everyone.